Bears are very well equipped to find food. I mean, they are perfectly adapted to this. They've got a wonderful sense of smell. They've got a pretty good sense of sight. And they've got a good sense of curiosity. So they will not only remember where they found food sources before, but they'll investigate where they believe there might be food. Hi, everybody. My name is Shauna, and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories. I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. Hello, and welcome back. In that mini introduction, you heard a camp ranger from Yosemite National Park in California. It was taken from the Yosemite National Park YouTube channel in a video titled Black Bears, Yosemite Nature Notes, Episode 26. So as you may know, there are bears in California and in the rest of the United States, and you'll probably run into them if you go camping. So in this episode, we'll talk about what bears are like, where they are, and whether they're actually dangerous. But before we get to that, we're going to do an expression and some pronunciation exercises. We're going to start with a joke, actually. Why aren't teddy bears ever hungry? Answer, because they're always stuffed. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So uh, maybe not the best joke for adults, but there is some interesting wordplay here. So why aren't teddy bears ever hungry? Teddy bears are those bears that you can have actually at any point in your life, but most people have teddy bears when they're children and they want something to cuddle with. It's a stuffed animal. In other words, there is stuffing inside of it, usually cotton to make it expand and to be fluffy. Stuffed also has the meaning of being very, very full, right? I'm stuffed. I ate too much. The teddy bear is not hungry because he's always stuffed. The expression of the day, which kind of relates to that, um, is bear with me. That's B-E-A-R, not B-A-R-E. Let's go through each individual word first. Bear. To bear is a verb, um, and it has a few meanings. So it can mean to withstand or to handle. For example, I can't bear the pressure of his parents. It's too much, right? I can't handle it. I can't stand it. I get about 75 emails in my inbox every day. I can't bear it much longer. I can't stand it much longer. It can also mean to hold or to have right? I can bear a grudge, right? To have a grudge, to hold a grudge against someone. I might want to get revenge on someone for doing something bad to me. With is a preposition. It can mean to accompany. So he's with me. Or you cut bread with a knife. Me. Me is a pronoun. The way you refer to yourself when speaking, right? Do you hear me? Are you listening to me? And um, the definition, well, bear with me is used in a very polite way to ask someone to be patient with you while you're trying to finish something. So a lot of times it happens on phone calls when you're talking to customer service and the customer service representative really needs a little bit of extra time to do something. They usually say, bear with me. 
In other words, hold on. Give me a minute, please. Right. The origin of the expression. Well, according to phrases.uk.org, it was recorded first in 1594 in Shakespearean plays. Um, let's go through some examples. Example number one. Okay. You just gave birth and now have a little newborn. Every time you change her diaper, she screams at the top of her lungs and you tell her, bear with me, bear with me, baby girl, (laughs) please, please. (laughs) Example number two, you've been having problems with your internet connection. So you call your provider to get some advice. It takes a while to pull up your information in their system. And the customer service representative says, bear with me while I pull up your information. Hold on. Give me a minute, please. Example number three. Last week, my mom was approached by a French tourist and was asked for directions to the nearest ATM. She had to think for a while and she said, hold on. Let me think. Hmm. Bear with me. I I don't go to the ATM so often. Sorry. All right, so let's go ahead and do a listen and repeat exercise so that you can practice your pronunciation. We'll use the sentence, please bear with me. Repeat after me, please. Please bear. Please bear with. Please bear with me. Please bear with me. Please bear with me. Please bear with me. Right? And the conjugation. Repeat after me. Bear with me. Bear with you. Bear with him. Bear with her. Bear with us. Bear with them. Bear with it. Or bear with it. When speaking about the animal, I must mention bear rhymes with hair. That bear has a lot of hair. A bear probably doesn't drink a beer. Okay, do you hear the difference? A bear doesn't drink a beer. Beer. When you say the name of the animal, a bear, relax your mouth completely. Bear, bear. Open your mouth and drop your jaw. Do not use any of your mouth muscles. Your cheeks and lips are loose. Everything is relaxed. Repeat after me. Bear, bear. When you say the name of the alcoholic drink, beer, I want you to pretend that someone is taking a picture of you and you need to do a fake smile. Beer. Beer. Your mouth is tense on both sides and in the cheeks. You're flexing. Your mouth is not relaxed. Beer. Beer. If you drop your mouth, it will sound like bear, like the animal. So make sure your mouth is not entirely open. Keep it tense. Repeat after me. The bear drank a beer. The bear drank a beer. 
Now, what's the deal with bears in the United States? There are actually a few types of bears in the U.S. Grizzlies are the ones you probably best know from Hollywood films. These bears are brown and can stand between five and eight feet tall and weigh up to 800 pounds, according to National Geographic. They can run up to 30 miles per hour. Sounds terrifying, right? <laughs> well, although there are about 55,000 grizzly bears total in North America, there are only about 1,500 living in small, isolated areas in the states of Idaho, Wyoming, and Montana. Particularly in Yellowstone National Park, they inhabit dense forests, subalpine meadows, open plains, and Arctic tundra, and historically actually lived all over the U.S. and down into Mexico. So, as you may know, California's flag has a giant grizzly on the front, but in fact, the last grizzly was killed in California in 1920. Black bears, on the other hand, are the most prevalent type of bear in the United States, and they're considered to be medium in size. Adult males typically weigh between 57 and 250 kilograms, or 126 to 551 pounds, while the females weigh between 41 and 170 kilograms, or 90 to 375 pounds. And these bears can be found in forested regions in 40 of the 50 states, mostly along the east and west coast, and up into Canada. At this point in time, there are about 600,000 total black bears in the wilderness, and black bears eat the same food as us. They are omnivores, so they eat berries, plants, really anything you can imagine, and they spend their whole lives looking for food. So remember, bears hibernate; they sleep during the cold winter months, and so they need to increase their body weight before they go to sleep. What's interesting about their eating habits is that they can actually remember the complexities of where food is based on the season. So, for example, they might think, "Oh, in that specific area, there were berries in April," and they can remember that. They can also climb trees. They can rip open logs to find ants and other critters, and they have great upper body strength. So they're able to turn over rocks up to three hundred and twenty-five pounds. Right, that's about 150 kilograms. They're also highly dexterous, meaning they have great control of their hands. So if you go camping and leave a jar of jam in your campsite, they'll likely be able to open it. In fact, bears love human scraps so much that it was once a form of entertainment to watch bears eating human food. From 1920 to the end of World War II, auditoriums started appearing in campsites in the United States, including Yosemite. In the middle of these auditoriums, dumpsters were placed. Campers and park visitors would go to watch bears climb up into the dumpsters, pick through food, and eat people's leftover food. It was kind of a form of entertainment. Strange, right? Well, this activity didn't last for long. Actually, bears got used to humans. They knew that they could find food in these campsites, and so they started returning. They would sniff out food in people's cars and sometimes break windows in order to access it. They'd tear open ice chests and even get into people's tents. In the 1970s, there was no way to control the bears anymore, and the aggressive behavior made national parks a dangerous place to visit. And that's when bear lockers were invented. Nowadays, if you don't store your food properly inside of a bear locker, you have to pay a fine of up to five thousand dollars. 
at least at Yosemite. Now, talking about aggression towards humans, a lot of people think that bears are extremely dangerous. Maybe from seeing the Leonardo DiCaprio scene with the grizzly bear in The Revenant. <laughs> But actually, how many people die from bear attacks? Well, only one to three fatal bear attacks occur each year. Sometimes there are actually none. That's including brown bears and black bears. Most attacks were female bears protecting their cubs. They happened when these bears were surprised or when the individuals who were attacked were traveling on unmarked trails. So what is a bear thinking and how can you be prepared? <laughs> so bears are very intelligent, as one of the park rangers suggests in the video that I provided in the transcript. When bears see humans, they actually are trying to figure out what they're doing. So they're calculating, is this person a threat to me? Are they just having a stroll and minding their own business? If you happen to be walking along and the bear perceives you as a threat, maybe because you're next to their cubs or you're kind of taking their food source, then uh, they might either continue eating, they might run away from you, or they might charge you. In other words, they might come running at you at a very, very fast speed. If that happens, there are a few things you can do. According to PBS.org, experts say you need to avoid eye contact and walk away slowly. Do not run. If you have bear spray, use it. In the worst case situation, if they make physical contact, you should roll up into a ball and protect your vital organs. So hopefully that will never happen to anyone. <laughs> um, so you're probably wondering, what else can I do to be prepared if I go camping in the United States? So it's always good to travel in groups and make a lot of chatter. You can yell, you can sing on your way. Just want to avoid surprising them. And you also should be very careful near streams because bears can't hear you because of the sound of running water. Also, you may know that there's a bear coming along. If you see a raven or a crow circling in the sky above, it likely means that there's an animal down below being eaten, right? Maybe the carcass of an animal being consumed. You can also look for scat, right? Scat um, is the poop or droppings of a, a carnivorous animal. And uh, you just want to stay on the trails and carry bear spray. It's like pepper spray for bears. So what's it like to camp with bears? Well, I've seen bears multiple times in my life. Not any grizzly bears, thank goodness. And they've never really posed a threat to me or the people I've camped with. Uh, one time I was camping with a big group and one family left their food inside of their car. They didn't put it in the bear locker. And at nighttime, we heard crashing and banging from outside. And when we looked, we saw that a bear was breaking into their car, their window was bashed in, and their food was eaten. <laughs> so looking back on that, they just really needed to follow the rules. They didn't. And I have no idea if they needed to pay the fine or not, but they were just being stupid. All right, so that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed the topic about bears, and I look forward to talking to you again next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the American English Podcast. Remember, it's my goal here to not only help you improve your listening comprehension, but to show you how to speak like someone from the States. If you want to receive the full transcript for this episode, or you just want to support this podcast, make sure to sign up to premium content on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Thanks and hope to see you soon.